Hello, and welcome to Almost 30. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay and Krista. Thanks for being here. Thanks for choosing us. You know it's a choice. You know it's a choice to be here. We're thankful. We choose you too. Yeah, we choose you. (laughs) We choose you all. I was in Italy recently and there was a lot of almost 30 family. Mm, And it was just, they became my actual friends. It was so much It always happens. Literally. It always, always happens. What What was the initial like, did they come up to you or was it, what was the vibe? So I was at a retreat. It was just so lovely. So we were in circle and there was someone that spoke a tea. And she spoke and she was like, she's fucking dope. Like she's from London and she just has an accent. She was just fucking regal. I'm like, she's dope. I want to be her friend. Mm -hmm. And so after I was like, yo, like just said hi. And she's like, honestly, I'm like a little overwhelmed. She's like, I've listened to you guys for like the whole time. Oh my She's God. Like, she was like, I kind of need a moment. Like, I'm like a little overwhelmed that you're actually here and you're actually talking to me. Like, it was just so sweet. But then eventually oh. we just became homies. Like, we're super cool. And then I was chilling in the grass at another point in the retreat and someone came a little late and they came up to me. They're like, yo, what's up? They're like, I'm Jade. I'm here because of you. And it was no me and her way. became like homie. Home. We were like, oh. it was just the best. And there was other people too, but it was just like, it was just nice. Like it's, and it I was, know. it was actually very nice when people would say like, hey, because sometimes there's like a gray area where you're like, I'm in a space where it's normal. A lot of people know other people. There's sure. like a very small community of whatever we're in. And so it's actually nice when people say if they know you or not, because then you're like, do you know that I, I don't know. Totally. Completely. Completely. I'm just like, okay, cool. Or or not. You know, I don't know. I don't know what have it you, is. Have you seen me before? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I'm just like, have like, because it's also like, there's a, there's over 500 episodes like, I don't know what what part of me you know. A hundred percent. Like literally listen to us five years ago and you, that's a whole different experience of me. A hundred percent. What side of me do you know? (laughs) Do you know the side that like, was it like 2018? To to yeah, you know, literally. Where I'm like talking about like. Where I was keto. Yeah. <laughs> where I was like plant based keto for two weeks. <laughs> I was going to my second dress fitting and I was sitting at a cafe with my friend Maddie and it was like right across the street. We were just kind of hanging afterwards and this girl kept kind of looking at me and, you know, I, sometimes you can sense. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I don't really know. And she, I perceived at the time to be sitting with her parents, which she was. And we were getting up to kind of leave. And she's like, hi, are you Lindsay? And I was like, yes, hi. She's like, oh my God. She's like, I manifested this. Like mm. I've been listening to the show for so long. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm so happy to meet you. And she was just so lovely and sweet. And I was like, actually, I was like, I just, because I haven't been really like talking about it on IG or anything really on here too much. But I was like, I tried on my wedding dress across the street. She's like, no way. She's like, me too. She's like, I'm about to pick up my dress. I'm getting married next week. So we got our dresses at the same place. And we're like following each other now. And I'm like, please send me pictures like when you Uh, get married. She's from Philly. Wow. And her parents were like literally at the table, like kind of like this, like with their hands over their head. Why? <laughs> I think they were embarrassed that her, their daughter was like freaking out about so it's kind of like the reverse. Oh, I would like, think I would think parents would be like, hey, this is this is my daughter. I mean, they were sweet. They were just like, hi, yeah. you know, whatever. But it was just so it was so cute. It's funny. I don't think every show or whatever has like people who are so comfortable 
coming up to them. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I love it. I saw a girl the other day in Erewhon. She's like, and we rem- remembered each other. I was like, oh, I saw you before. She's like, I saw you here. And I was like, you're doing too much. I was like, I think she wants to leave. Oh, I just you are fucking like, I'm like, oh, what's up with you? Like, <laughs> I just like, you're like, how's your mom? You're, you're there was like, one time on a street where the girl was literally like, I have to, I have to actually, mm-hmm. I have to go. And I was like, oh, I know. I don't need to literally like give you everything that I have <laughs> because you listen to the podcast. You're like I have extra element sticks in my it, literally. Purse. I was like, do you want like secret sponsor codes? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. So always say hi. Yeah. If you guys want to hear more stories about us being recognized, yeah, truly, we're just famous. keep listening. We're it's, famous. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never, we'll never do that again. But basically, I we like just it. love you guys. No, no, no. That was the point. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's so. It's so sweet. We love you guys. So we did this episode with Ash in mm-hmm. Miami, Florida, in a fucking dump. Yeah, a dump. A dump, an expensive dump. Oh, man. It's with no-ho. This is... No-ho schmouse. This is, this is what I think of Miami. I think that... And I pray that Miami has a bit of renaissance because oh, I, I think it's stuck. I think the energy is stuck in Miami. No disrespect. I really... I like the area of Miami, but there's an energy there that I'm like, I think you're stuck. Mm. Do you agree? I feel like it was raining a lot that trip, so it felt funky. I love it. I feel like the decor is insane. The places are insane. There's a lot of color. I feel like it. I think most places are like kind of wacky do with decor. Yeah, it's very like... Tell me where to go. Experiential. Like, yeah, okay. maybe I'm like drunk, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it has. You know you know what needs a renaissance? Vegas. I know I'm not going to go on this fucking journey again, but Vegas. I'm of like, course Vegas I'm like, needs a renaissance. Everything's purple and silver. I know. And there's, there's not one... Like, where's the peaceful spot? I mean, I'm not... I mean, I'm going to Vegas for the wrong reasons, obviously. Like, yeah, zero. Where's like the beautiful zero. white spa-like experience. I just want there to be a proper in every city that I go to. 100% same. I know there that's, should be a proper in Miami. Yes. There should oh be a proper God. in Vegas. In Hawaii. That's why I haven't gone in to Hawaii because I don't, there's, I haven't found a place that I'd want to stay that I'm like, oh, this feels unique, peaceful. experiential, peaceful, and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the proper hotel. There's one here in Santa Monica. There's one in Austin. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a vibe. So we were in Miami where we stayed was not the vibe. It was a little haunted. We kind of had to Oh, yeah. And we had to like resituate the room because it was like very bizarre. It just, just looks bad. Yeah. So if you're watching this on this interview on video, skews. Yeah, skews. <laughs> it just like, it looks like we were in like these piece of shit chairs. <laughs> <laughs> just like, Ash was like, what am I sitting on? Yeah. She we was like, like, so sorry. Can I request another? <laughs> so we had to get her like another chair. Yeah. Oh, Ash is the best though. She traveled to Miami to sit with us and spend an afternoon into evening. We had such a good time. Yeah. And we drop in. We drop in. We drop in. It feels like friends talking. We talk a lot about the healing space. We talk about social media. We talk about ancestral healing. We really go there in this conversation. And because we are friends, it feels like super windy and exploratory. But I feel like we can be really honest together. And I really, really appreciate that about Ash. Yes, very much so. Ash Johns, if you don't know her, is an ancestral healer and certified psycho-spiritual life coach. She works with women to identify and heal unseen generational patterns created by deep ancestral traumas so you can create 
freedom and wealth and connection and love, all the things that you deserve and desire. Love her so much. We have another episode with her. You can search Ash Johns, almost 30, and listen to that one. It is incredible. You can go to ashleyjohns.com as well. As well, baby. She's the host of the podcast, It's Still Happening. And she's the creator of Finding Your Freedom. This is a 12-week introductory course to ancestral healing. Highly recommend. Uh, And a facilitator of healing is happening. It's a guided program for applied ancestral blessings. Thank you all so much for listening. We're excited for you to dig into this episode and so many more. We have over 550 episodes, so have at it. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed so that every episode can be in your inbox every single week. And upcoming, we have a new podcast coming out. It's called Morning Microdose. So stay tuned for more on Morning Microdose. These are clips from Almost 30 that we've curated for you so that you can really start your day in a place of feeling grounded and curious and present. Uh, We think you're going to love it. I'm so excited (laughs) about this project. Me and Lindsay had a little download during a hike in Austin about this project. So I'm excited to share it with you. And welcome to our new members. I'm so glad you chose to be a member with Almost 30, whether you joined citrine tier, amethyst tier, clear quartz tier. We have our three tiers in the membership now, which is super exciting, makes it more accessible for people and then allows those who want to dig deeper the opportunity to do so. Truly. All right, y'all enjoy this one. We will see you on the other side. Oh man. So I am dealing with a little bit of a cold And I'm so thankful I have my propolis spray from Beekeepers Naturals. This is an all-natural immune booster. Uh, It has propolis in it, which comes from the beehive, baby. Uh, We've interviewed Carly Stein from Beekeepers Naturals, and she has really brought in the power of the hive into the brand Beekeepers. Propolis, for example, is antiviral, antifungal, antimicrobial, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory. It's basically the ultimate body protector. It gets rid of sore throats. I've been spraying it in the back of my throat all day and I'm feeling a lot better. It prevents getting sick. It's 100% natural and it's made of a substance, like I said, from the hive. So the bees make this from plant and tree resins. And this is basically like their immune shield for the hive. Uh, There are zero sugars or additives in propolis spray. It's really easy for on the go. I bring it with me when I travel too. And I highly, highly recommend all of their products are so pure and clean. I love what they're doing at Beekeepers Naturals, really leveraging the power of the beehive for our optimal health. So check them out. I'm a huge fan. Beekeepersnaturals.com slash almost 30, and you're going to get 25% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash almost 30, or enter the code almost 30. You're going to get 25% off your first order. Beekeepers Naturals are also available at Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, Erwan, and GNC. So I'm really excited for you to start feeling better every single day, starting today with Beekeepers Naturals. Well, let me lay on one more compliment and see how y'all receive Thank this. You. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> because I find it phenomenal that y'all can keep growing mm-hmm. and still speak to mm-hmm. an audience. Of course, your audience is growing and, and getting older mm-hmm. and going through things as well. 
But I find for me personally, I'm like, I'm in a different space than I yeah. was when I started my business. And what does that feel like to have the cadence and the resonance to still serve people at a certain space, even though my personal life has shifted? It's been something mm. that I've been thinking about a lot. And I have one of my advisors was like, I don't think it's incongruent for you. I think your business, your offering matches where you are in life, which I don't want that. I actually want a separation. Mm. Oh, wow. Tell me more. Yeah. It just feels like the offerings, the language, the ways things were being offered were specific to beginning ancestral healing, going deeper into the energetics of the family dynamics, wanting to have the permission to do something differently or to walk your own path. Where now I'm like, I'm in that shit. Like, yeah. I don't really give a shit. I don't want to explain. I don't want to, I don't yes. want to like, you know, and it's yes. not that we don't honor or I don't honor the phases or the steps or when you're starting, it's just, it feels like I have to double, like kind of double back and yes. be someone with whom I'm not yes. when I want to be completely in the energetics of where I've moved into. Yes. And I just feel, I personally still feel a tension in that. I'm just like, mm, this feels wonky. Yeah. But when I'm in the work, right, with clients or in group or when I'm writing, it feels really good. But there's moments where it just doesn't. Like yes. it's just, yeah. So I have such a hard time with that too, because I feel like I learn something and I become so obsessed with understanding it. And then I move on. I'm like, whatever. I just think of topics and things that I've talked about and gone mm -hmm. through where people are talking about them now. And I'm like, I talked about that two years ago and I'm no longer interested. And I kind of wish I could talk about that now because people are talking about it. And then it would be, you know, like sober curious. I haven't drank since I was like 26. My experience with drugs, whatever it was, I talk about something for like a day and then I'm like, yeah, that was, Moving on. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that I think that that's pretty like, much it. <laughs> do you, you consider yourself a starseed. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I think there are light speed workers here yes. and we move like one of my shamanic teachers, healers, friends, advisors was like, you move so fast yes. that I don't even know how you take what happens spiritually and, and translate it as you do in this realm. Because as soon as you get, you move quickly. And I think y'all, yes. we are kind of mm -hmm. those people. And there's lots of us out here. Yes, yeah. 100%. It's, yeah. But it's like you, so you're moving quickly. And I think a lot of people can relate to this in our community. We're being the multidimensional people in the experience. And then the social media or the business seems a little two-dimensional where mm -hmm. it's like, that's what I feel like where, how do I translate to this person in a marketing way, what it is. Ugh. How do I express it in a way for them to understand? You know, because yeah. when I think about people and the way, I always listen to the way people describe people. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is the person that this. This is the person that this. And they describe the one attribute that they consume from that person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm like, oh man, I wish I had that one consumable element that people could use or portray to others in a way that's easy to understand where you're like, oh, that's this person. That is oh, this person. I totally this. think you have that. What Tell me what? what it is. Yeah. Okay. So hold on. Let me just feel into it a little bit more. To me, my mm, my experience of you with that one thing is love living, like like oh. loving the evolution of life, bringing in joy and beauty and fun and expression of womanhood. Wow. That's what I think of with you. Wow. And also you, love that. you just give me more of the sporty side. Like you give me <laughs> business yes, and bitch. sport, but living life. Yes. Like you organize Loving life, but with abs. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like I've always, I've always swishy thought that pants. of you. Yeah, that's what she <laughs> I've always thought that well, of you, and I don't know why, but I have. See, this is why, and you bring up a good point about me, which I want everyone to hear on the podcast. No, just kidding. You bring up a great point, which is having people be able to reflect back to you these things. Yeah. So when you are in the moments of needing more clarity on your 
path or where you're going or how you're perceived, it's really important that you can have friendships or people in your life that are like, hey, this is actually what I see clearly because sometimes we're not seeing things clearly. You know, you're kind of in the muck of it or in the doubt and you can't really see or contextualize the truth. Yeah. I wanted to to touch on though what you said about having that one thing. And I think like social media and just being seen by people in that way makes it a very interesting experience because I feel like, there are parts of me that I'm like, if I, if they got all aspects of who mm-hmm. I am, the whole multidimensional experience, mm-hmm. I would feel so vulnerable yeah. to the eyes on me. And I think I like kind of, I crave a little bit of privacy, but then there are moments where I totally relate or we're in this space where there are, everyone has like these niches of, expertise or study or what they're sharing. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. Like, I feel like it feels flattened. I got two things. Yes. One, it's either through social media, everything feels very two-dimensional. And the words that we say and that we share don't even carry the gravitas of what we're really talking about. Like yeah. it's totally experiential. Oh my God. And I was like the English, like, I don't even care what language. I mean, obviously English isn't always the most expressive, mm-hmm. but there's something about the language that doesn't encapsulate all that you all that is true when you're truly in your healing journey and like the embodiment, like the words you just don't match and the words on top of social media, flattening it and making it so digestible, there's something that gets lost in the mix. But to your point, I definitely feel that. I've been struggling. And like the moments when I disappear from social, Mm -hmm. it's straight up because I'm like, that's enough. I'm going through something new and I want to process and have the time to put it together. And I don't care what anyone says about consistency. Like I need that as a human. Mm-hmm. Yes. I need it to honor my process and who I am. And I don't want to just keep pumping something out or regurgitating something that I've already said when something new is coming through. Mm-hmm. But it definitely feels very vulnerable. There is no way that the full experience mm-hmm. of who we are can be expressed through social media. Yet there is kind of this self-imposed pressure to do that at times, mm-hmm. whether it's like, oh, share more about this or be more of this. And sometimes I just have that feeling of, I kind of want this to be my own experience Mm -hmm. because I can be so impressionable when eyes are on me. Yeah. I love that. I love that noticing. Thank you so much. I think we all all are, honestly. I mean, really. When the camera comes on, everyone's like, yeah. I do this all the time, but still. Because there's a dissonance between what I know I'm giving and what I and the depth of like who I am. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're just getting this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that even when we try to open the aperture to share more of that or to explain it, it's just, I mean, it is opening up a doorway for an energetic leak, right? Yeah. Or like energetic penetration. And I've experienced that. Like there was a period where I was really afraid to show up online because I did have a straight up psychic attack. I think you and I spoke Mm -hmm. about it for a moment where I was like, someone is incredibly jealous, but also don't like the way that I'm presenting the work and how I'm making it more accessible and making it more inclusive, not a closed system. Mm -hmm. And the more that I tried to talk about it, the more that I felt like I really didn't feel safe. So I think there is an interesting dance of how do we show up in the world online and in person to really express what we know and what we've been given as part of our calling but also be protected, but also offer some depth and some mm-hmm, nuance, yeah. but also hold some for myself because everyone's going on their own journey. Even if I gave you the details of every single thing and brought you with a camera crew, as we were talking about, to capture it all, you still wouldn't feel it. 
you don't know it until you do it yourself. You can hear what we're saying a billion times, but the moment that you step deeper into your own thing, then it clicks. You'll be like, oh, that's what Lindsay and Ash and Krista mm-hmm. were talking mm-hmm. about. Like, huh, in my own version, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that situation with you, the psychic attacks, it's like, those are such tests. Oof. You know, and the up levels, it's like, because I think now, and, you know, we've gone through our own experiences with things. It's like, ooh, how can I be so big where I'm like, bring it on? You mm-hmm. know, like, bring it the fuck on. Like, mm-hmm. let's fucking go because that is the energy I want to embody instead of like the scared, fearful energy, which I've been in so much in my life where I'm like, ooh, I feel a lot of eyes. This feels uncomfortable. I feel mm-hmm. a lot of eyes. I feel a lot of projections. I feel a lot of things. Totally. And being so in it that you're like, who fucking cares? Bring it on. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like having that psychic conversation with that person. But that's what's so crazy about the social media world and being online is that I realized a few weeks ago or maybe a few months ago before I was going to bed, I was thinking about this couple. I was thinking about this couple that I saw online. And I was like, oh my God, they like kiss all the time. And they, it was Courtney and Kardashian and Travis Burke. Okay, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I'm like, what couple? Yes, okay, you guys, it was, so great. it was Travis. And I was like thinking about them. I'm like, oh, they're like kissing Bubba. And I was like in bed next to my husband in this, in with my cats in my room in this. And I was like, whoa, that is not okay. That I'm like taking up psychic space and energy and I'm having this, doing the mental movie in my head of someone else's relationship and experience. And right before I'm about to go tenderly into the dream world, I need to like have a little bit of hygiene Mm. around that. When we follow these people, we think about them all the time. Thinking about how much energy and time is being spent on thinking about your favorite influencers or your favorite celebrities or your favorite people. It's like crazy. And we were talking about this recently For us, it's like as public figures or whatever, it's like creating like a hologram sort of experience. Yes. I literally was about to bring that up. I forgot that we had that conversation, but it came up with me and my ancestors. They were like, it's time for you to project the person who runs this business. Mm. And not that it is like inauthentic, but you need to have a separate version of you that goes out and does this work where you have protections in place and you can move in your real life without having to be all up in it. Because I'm in, I'm a triple Pisces. I'm incredibly I was just thinking, porous. Yes. Like I can feel all the things. And to your point, Chris, so we're creating energetic relationships all the time and tendrils. And like one of the practices I will guide people through when we start working together is like just just feel where your energy is connected to other people for a moment. Like I want to guide you to see your aura. You guys know what we didn't do before we got started that we have to go back to. (laughs) (laughs) And pull yourself back in and sever some of those things and get whole again. Sometimes I'm like, bring the energy in through your eyes of what you saw on social media. Pull yourself back in and let go of some other people's Mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Mm. But before we do it, I got to say one more thing that's so good about this. One of the things, and along with your holographic person that I've been instructed and have been practicing, because I had slipped up on my spiritual hygiene for sure around this, you know? One of the things was mm, using the vulnerability as the shield. Full alchemizing. To your point, bring it on. I'm going to show up even more. Mm. Like my purity and the way that I'm showing up is the fear. It's like be so loving, be so kind that it just reflects back. I am fully in my power. I'm fully in my purpose. And any and all things coming towards me that don't want to support that for whatever reason, it's for their calling or for their reason that they're being this way. Cool. Work through it on your own, but let it not be absorbed by me because I'm using my vulnerability as the shield or as as the power. Yeah. Yeah. Transmuting what we would normally feel is either too much or something that we have shame around. I love that piece about vulnerability being 
the shield, what has been your experience specifically like in whether it's being vulnerable online or within your one-on-one work that you've experienced like that protection? In the one-on-one work, it's really helpful because it allows people to not attach to you as a guru. Mm -hmm. And like one of the reasons why I I really didn't want to step into my power in the way that I have more recently because I was like, oh, all these people are going to be always looking to me. My relationship to my work and mothering people and mothering my business is like, I don't want that relationship anymore. I sent out this wild email where I was like, I am no longer devoted to this business. The (laughs) most unsubscribed ever. No way. (laughs) Even though I was explaining, yeah, I was explaining why and what that meant as it relates to healing the mother wound and over mothering and like how that wound, that ancestral trauma was still playing out in my business. Sure, I've chosen not to be a mom yet. But I was a mother to this business and over-mothering it and over-giving and over-attending. And I think people were like, fuck off, bitch. I don't know. I didn't ask them. Wow. But wow. Most unsubscribes I ever. And I was like, thank you. Like, wow. And I, I had to like, sit with myself and like, yeah, totally. So um, that's one of just like, I am in this work. I'm a couple steps, maybe a lot of steps, maybe a lot of lifetimes. It was my last lifetime ahead of people, quote unquote. But I'm doing this to help and inspire people on their own journey not to attach to my sled, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's one way. Like the more I tell vulnerable stories of me really living in it, I'm not saying stories of like five years ago. I'm like, so five days ago, let me tell you Mm -hmm. how I practiced this and and jumped in. And I find that the amazing women that I'm calling into my space appreciate that. Like we laugh together, we humanize, and we really sit Mm -hmm. in a way where it's a dynamic relationship. It truly is. So that's that's one. Yeah, I feel like the vulnerability on the internet. Have you allowed yourself? Do it for clicks. <laughs> Do it for content. <laughs> Be vulnerable have you ex- for clicks. Have you experienced like the shield in that way? This is actually really funny. So y'all know I'm born in Detroit. Mm-hmm. My dad lives in Southfield, right past 8 Mile World. So this is 8 Mile reference, right? You when Rabbit in, in the movie, yeah. When Rabbit in the movie, Eminem goes, um, you know, he raps and he says all the things. And I do live in a trailer park and I do. And no, 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 no. So now what do you have to use? What do you have to use? So I've sat down and been like, you know, when this business, this healing business was birthed, it was because I was so vulnerable and real about my own healing journey and what I was witnessing and why up and packed everything and left Chicago and went to Indonesia. And like that level of vulnerability allowed people to come in, but also be like, huh, she's not fucking around. Like Mm. she doesn't really care. Like this is exactly who she is. And I just have to take it or leave it. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like coming back to that, like especially because the book writing tour is coming up, I've been like, let me slow down and come into that energetics of writing vulnerably where and when it goes out on the internet, it's something that, mm, I don't know, I, I just feel it as like a stance, like it's taking a stance of who mm-hmm. I am and you're either going to respect that or even if you lean up against the wall of that, you can't you can't penetrate it, you can't mm-hmm. break through it. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. It's, so, it's so interesting because, you know, with Almost 30, it's so relatable, the journey where you're like, it's so magnetic when you're in that. You know, for us, when we started, it was just so magnetic because we were so truthful and honest and we still are to this day, but there was a different piece of rawness mm. and there's a different cocoon you have when no one's really watching. And then when people start watching, it's like, okay, now I need to be vulnerable because they're watching and they want me to be vulnerable yeah. and, or they want me to be this way or they want me to be. And so 
it's so different and hard to come back to that because now that you have the guise of an audience, it's always that relationship between the energy of an audience that you have to sort of be mindful of. And it sort of like can taint it a mm-hmm. little bit because you're like, how do I get back to, because what if, because vulnerability is truth, obviously. It's it's a powerful place to be vulnerable. What if that is not the truth of where you are? And I'm not saying this to you, I'm saying this in general. And we're knowing that the vulnerability was the path to the connection or the greater audience or that authenticity that we got from when we were with. Well, here's what I hear as you're speaking. And I don't know if this is the answer. This mm-hmm. is totally exploratory mm-hmm. at this point, <laughs> per usual. Mm-hmm. But what comes to mind is, let me let go of control mm-hmm. and just know that I am protected right from a space of truth yeah. of where I'm at and what it connects back to the work that I'm here to do. Have my holographic person in place, mm-hmm. do my cleansing rituals and let God and let the ancestors deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the formula that comes to me because there is no, if I over engineer it, mm-hmm. it's not going to feel right. And I've done that. Like I've had shout out to y'all because I do appreciate you, but I've had like guest writers. I've had people write for me or yeah. like over my work and be like, oh, this is your brand voice. I'll, voice. I'll write for you. And I'm like, okay, but the energetics weren't there. And I'm like, mm, it needs to be me. It need, Like this is my life's work. It can't be outsourced and how I express it. And so I want to keep that authenticity. I want to show up in that vulnerability. I want to like the image that comes to me and I actually have this. I bought this to help remind me. It's one of those hourglasses, you know, the glass hourglasses Mm -hmm. where I open up to spirit. Here's all the things that are true about my journey and my work. And now let me funnel it down to what do I have to say right now? And then let me open up and be even more like those who come through that Mm -hmm. can get all the rest that's in the reservoir underneath. And I literally keep it. I keep it on my desk and I'll flip it and I'll flip it just to remind myself also that this level of vulnerability isn't for all the people. Like the message changes as you move through. When you stay and you go through the process or as the marketing people say, the funnel, which mm-hmm. by the way, none of my funnels are right. Them shits are fucked <laughs> up. Okay, like, I don't do any of that. I'm just every saying, day I'm like, like, we need to get our funnels right yeah, now. Like, yeah, right? It's like, it's <laughs> too complicated. Uh, so complicated. <laughs> like it's just a hot mess back there, but you'll get a confirmation email. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you'll get a birthday card. It's yeah. all great. Uh, but yeah, that's the only that comes to mind like I, I can't over control yeah. it but I think yeah. that's a good one thinking about the hourglass for people because it's also your channel you know your crown chakra is like totally. that place where you're mm-hmm. sort of getting messages from spirit and how can you bring that through through the third eye through the throat and it's almost like getting a little bit more tender with it through the heart mm-hmm. and through the sacral and then kind of letting it down through the root you know yeah. it's really beautiful I deeply agree and let me just tell you another thing and this is really spilling some beans y'all grab your tea <laughs> grab your cup <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sometimes I'll write about something vulnerably, but it's encoded in the energetics. It's not in the words. Mm -hmm. So I've hinted at like some healing stuff that's going on relating to body. I'm not ready to fully bring that forth as it relates to ancestors and my life and all these other pieces, but I'm going through it now. So it's like, it's like in there a little bit when it's time, it'll come fully through those who are feeling it or hearing it or taking the little pieces it'll come through. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, oh, we'll just drop a little, just a little sprinkle here and there. It doesn't need to be, well, straight from my diary into the work or onto the internet. Mm-hmm. I, I love think that. that could be a little, I could, the contamination can happen either way. A hundred percent. You know? That's what I always see with influencers or people in the space. What I always try to come with when I'm being vulnerable is like a sense of like contained vulnerability so that it's not like a hungry vulnerable. Yeah. You know, like I try and be like, okay, I'm contained with my vulnerability. Like there's an intention here of 
sharing what's real, but not like the hunger of like looking for the energy from the party or the audience to mm-hmm. feed or soothe me. Because you can see that too, where I've seen that online where I'm like, ooh, that's, they're actually like energy siphoning to like soothe themselves from people because they're feeling like that's how they get fed, you know, in like mm-hmm. a weird way. Yeah, no, that's true. And it's a slippery slope to yeah. fall into that for sure. Yeah. Like, let me take you in the bathroom and here's what I'm crying about. Yes. And like all these things. I'm like, ooh, that's a lot of energy. Yeah. I think this is the reason why Clubhouse never rocked for me. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like successful for me. It's Yo, just babe. too, Yo. I'm like, it was, it's like Yo. entity energies. Uh-huh. I I'm remember like, people like, are you worried about your job? And I'm like, eat dicks. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? They're like, are you worried? Your job is about to be like gone because of Clubhouse. And like, we would be on Clubhouse. Yeah, we would. Because people were telling us, go on Clubhouse, talk on Clubhouse. And it always felt so bizarre. Yeah. Because it didn't feel, it didn't feel real and connected. You would see certain people in rooms like celebrities or whoever. And you're like, Mm mm-hmm. Okay. And it'd be like, Wait, what is this? I'm Dan. I'm at work. And I'm like, <laughs> like chewing or like, and just people just want to hear themselves. Yes. That's that talking over. Talking like a lot over. of one-upping. And yes. like, I was like, this is a lot of energy and a lot of people's energies, energies. Like, yes. that's a lot going on. I don't yes. like it. On the hologram piece, I just wanted to make sure we explain because I'm a yeah. little unclear. How would you create mm. a hologram? Well, so I have a little odd relationship with prescriptions and rituals or explaining how. Yeah. Like I like, I'm going to give a little bit, but I also am like, Great. if this intrigues you, then like tune into yourself and see how you would mm-hmm. create a hologram. Great. And then and then let's talk about it on your, <laughs> underneath the comments mm-hmm. of the post of this episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back I'm into like, the 2D world. I'm like, my hologram is like fucking stacked. She's hot. She's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. like, just like create the best hologram. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to if you were calling in your higher self. Like, mm-hmm. how do I see myself if I'm fully evolved, fully gorgeous, like showing up as myself, like have all the things in my power, in my knowing. You channel and invoke her. Yes. Same thing with your holographic self. If I'm going to go out to work or if I'm going to go out to inspire, if I'm going to go out to hold my message into the world and I want to do it in a conscious, safe, protected, loving way that is rooted for me and beneficial to others, well, what does that feel like? And I want to pull her in, put her on, let her sit in the seat while I'm writing, let her go through what I wrote to approve it and be my editor. Mm. And I put a lot of prayers over my work. I really do. Like when we... Team, when team comes and repurposes what I've already wrote, I'll be like, wait, let me let me read over it and let her read over it. Let me feel into if this is accurate or not. Let me pray over the work. Let me pray over the my website, which I do all the time. That's kind of, that's mm-hmm. how it feels like for me. I f- remember when we did a lot of work with Kiki, who's our healer, especially when we were going through a lot of psychic attack. For me, it felt like in the quantum field, there's like the energy of me, there's the energy of you, there's the energy of almost 30. And it's like creating this like phantom hologram so that psychic energy can kind of be tricked into thinking that is you instead of the actual essence and energy of you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can you create this like being that exists in the psychic world where all projections, all distortions, all negativity gets kind of put on the hologram you've created and not your essence. That's true. And your hologram needs cleansing too. Yeah. Right? They, take a, I, they take a beating. They take no, a give that hologram <laughs> a little, yeah, little, little, little wash little up scrub. there. <laughs> a little spa day. But that's true. I'm glad that you said that because, yeah, I mean, sending it some other place. This is this is like shamanic healing, right? Yeah. Whenever you do any shamanic journeying, you're cleansing your steps along the way. You're like walking with your indivisibility cloak or your protections or your talismans when you cross into the other realm. So same thing. I mean, one is shamanic journeying for whatever or ancestral traveling for whatever. And this is 
my holographic self in the spirit realm who mm. we go to um, for our businesses and things like that. Yeah. Appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I want to talk about the modalities of ancestral healing because I think that was something I don't think we talked about before in our first episode. Because when I was looking at that with what you do, I think the DNA stuff is so fascinating. Yeah. How much we don't know about DNA or I think how much is hidden from us about DNA because they say most of our DNA is junk DNA. It's like we don't use 80% of our brain. All of these things are such bizarre euphemisms that we almost take as truth. And I think none of them are true. I think we're using our brain. It's just maybe not to its fullest capacity mm -hmm. or to its fullest understanding, or maybe it's just more left, more right. But with the DNA, it's like, we probably have this DNA that we need to learn to access or that gets turned on over time and mm -hmm. over you know, the next years. But what are the methods that you have worked with for ancestral healing? Well, let me put on my voice too, because I'm yes. speculating. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put on my glasses yes. and get my clipboard out. <laughs> well, there's a couple of different ways of looking at this. And as a heads up, I do have a lay of the lands. It's a free ebook. Mm -hmm. You can get it on my website. You can get it on any of my YouTube channels. Because like, that's the team. They're like, give us something to give away. Yes. <laughs> that's a funnel, baby. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, all right, again, get the book, confirmation email. That's yes. all you're getting from me, y'all. Don't worry. There's like no upsells happening here. But um, in it, I break down like eight ways into ancestral healing. But truly, there's like four categories the way that I look at it. And I will talk specifically about DNA and like mm -hmm. the sciences. But most times people come into, let me just research like the genealogy, the history, mm -hmm. like the family trees, the archives. Let me, let me research my folks, you know, which is very accessible. The next thing to me is like lifestyle. So what do we eat? What do we sing? What, like, what do we dance? What, do, what are our recipes? Mm -hmm. what, what do we wear? Like all of these kind of things. And I want to wear the garbs of my people or, you know, I don't know, do whatever your people did as a lifestyle for example. Then you've got like spirit and religion. Like how do we honor? What's our divinity? How, what's our relationship mm -hmm. to God? Or were we animistic? Like if we go back into our roots or were we Puritans always or pagan this or whatever it might be. And then obviously you got like mediumship and like speaking to the spirits. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got the sciences. And to me, you know, we've had an influx because of science right now of people wanting to do DNA testing and wanting to, to trace back their mitochondrial DNA and see where their maternal tribes are and all of these things, which is really great. But what I find is the overlap of the spiritual aspect of awakening your DNA, which then brings another level of spiritual and in-body embodiment. Talking to your ancestors spiritually and seeing the energetics of your lineage and what was always there or what's been forgotten or where it got severed or siphoned off and restoring that. And then you do feel an actual energetic change in your body and in your mindset it starts to shift some things. Like you have a sense, like a sensation of, oh, that doesn't resonate because I've been healing my relationship mm -hmm. to men. Or I said I was going to mm -hmm. trust that provision and resources and money was going to come in. And here I am like grasping at my bank account or my dollars. I feel in my body that that no longer resonates. So I think the more healing that you do, or rather I know, the more healing that you do, the more discovery, the more like it doesn't matter which way in your body starts to change, your mind starts to change, your energetic starts to change. And it's awakening things that have been lost or forgotten for a long ass time, mm -hmm. you know? So that's the way that I see it. I'm so sure that someone who's really a scientist can talk about how the gene expressions turns on and mm -hmm. turns off and like all of these things. But, and then there's a super, super woo people who go all up in the quantum field and they're like uploading DNA codes mm -hmm. and doing all these next level binary beats and 
And I'm like, all right, y'all, that's great. But like, I'm not trying to like awaken the dragons within my bones. Yes. Like, I, that was Jerry. <laughs> to blast Remember Jerry? Oh, Jerry. <laughs> we had this podcast episode with him and he was all about like his, yeah. his meditations were all about sort of updating your DNA. It was powerful. We had dragons. Yeah, yeah we had dragons. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm very, like dragons and now we're talking about dragons. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. I'm not, I do have dragons in a rising phoenix, but I'm just saying. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just to be clear. But it's so interesting to think about, you know, the the shutting down of our DNA over time and, and the remembering piece. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it is an activation of latent DNA, but it's like the remembering piece. Cause I can imagine that our ancestors had a lot of that DNA that was activated. And then whether it's by environmental or mm. suppression of expression, or I mean, a whole slew of things that could be suppressing the DNA. It's really interesting to think about. Have you done any like DNA tests? I did. You did? Yeah, really? I did 23 and Me, and I also did African Ancestry. Cool. Wow. And I love them both. I know everyone has these like, you know, points of views about these, mm-hmm. but I think it's phenomenal. Take all the tests. Like they already have everything. They have your fingerprint. They got your yeah, irises. Like whatever. Like we're already robots gosh, in another Did you know at, Am- at um, Whole Foods, <laughs> they're true. now having a palm checkout? Oh, nice. They have where you put your palm on a thing and check out. Justin brought the flyer home because they were like, <laughs> Hi, sir. We have Palm Checkout. Would you like to sign up for Palm Checkout? And Justin's like, can I have a flyer to take to my wife to show her? Because she will not fucking believe me. They better tell me the future or shit. If you're going to take my whole palm, you better tell me. hundred percent. Give me an update, damn it. Every time I pick up my my veggies. (laughs) That's wild. Oh, that's wild. Okay, but they already have your stuff. So Yeah, they have all my things. Right, back on track. Yes. So I really wanted it because, again, having African ancestry, I really want to know the original tribes of my people. And Mm -hmm. by the way, like, if you're African-American, y'all already know, like I'm gonna talk to y'all for a moment now. Most times everyone thinks that we're all from Nigeria or we're all from like Yoruba land or we're all like, and that's not necessarily true. Like we've got mm. ancestry from all over. And so it's really important, I think, for everyone to do your DNA testing to get into the energetics of your people. And it could help you with some of that research stuff, right? But anyway, I did it. And turns out my maternal line is from Sierra Leone. And there are two different tribes from the Mende people and the Limba people. And I was like, that's so interesting because that's not who people talk about all the time. Like they'll talk about, yeah, the Mende people from Sierra Leone, but mostly it's like Nigeria, it's Ghanaian, it's like all these Mm. different other regions and different tribes. And so I was like, that makes me feel really good. I want to hear the music from there. I want to like explore more, you know? So Mm -hmm. when I listen to the music or I look at research from there, I personally, I feel feel a connection. I feel called there. I feel an interest of like, you don't have to question where your people are from this land. I already know where my where my soul is from, but like from this earth, where are my people from? And then 23andMe was interesting because it's English, it's Dutch. We've got Irish, we've got German, we've got a bunch of, they were like all over the place in Africa. And I was like, all right, we're from the whole continent. This <laughs> yeah. point, like, there's like 0.7% from the Gambia. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> Um, but I don't, I think there's something about placing yourself in your ancestral healing journey that can allow you to have a plethora of like places to go deeper in your research. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I think it's, it's great for. So how much of the, the work is the research and how, and then like beyond that, what do people do? I do no more research after that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I you just work people, with the energy. Yeah. I work with the energy and I work with the spirits. I tell people, you know, there's some great people out there who really do focus on understanding all the history and like, when did people immigrate and when did this happen in the history? Like, that's great. I'd rather hire those folks, work with a genealogist, which I have. Those things are great. But for me, it's 
working directly with the spirits, working with who I am and who I'm here to become and to step into and what's the embodiment of the two. So I can remove as much, going back to DNA, the the not serving parts or the dead parts or the dormant parts, or I'm going to say the dormant parts, but the parts that really aren't serving us, that were mm. switched on to survive or switched on because of circumstance. I want to go ahead and delete that and let that go because it's not the original expression of who mm. I am or who my people were. Mm. So let's come back to soul essence of me and the original energetics of my lineage and see that with my own eyes spiritually and begin embodying that in this life. So I always tell people when we're in the process or clients, I'm like, we're not interested in the narratives of who shot John and who did Sally. Like, mm-hmm. we're not here to go and like gossip with our ancestors. Give me the energetics of it. Mm-hmm. Tell me what the medicine is that was lost. So what's the fragmentation that we can restore? And then what's my responsibility to embody that? or practice it in my own way, in my own life that supports this life that I agreed to be in. Yeah. Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him, still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time. But let me just say, this is new. Like, this is a new type of audio that um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future, um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, This morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, Yesterday I did a pep talk uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just... I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, It's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, And we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Oh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. 
so crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I'm a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, yeah, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. How have you seen like the gifts from your knowing where you are from show up in your work recently? Like just an example so that people can kind of touch that and see, know what that looks like. Yeah. The importance of rest. Like my people Ooh. did not, when I researched about the Mende and Limba people, like we know that there was a season and reasons for agricultural growth for a reason, like seasons and reasons for agriculture. That was funny how I yeah, said that. I but you know, there's it. seasons. I know, I liked it. There's yes. seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this working all the time is not me. It's not me spiritually from my yes. soul. It's not sustainable being a projector, right? A 4-1 projector at mm-hmm. that. And it's also not in my DNA ancestrally from my maternal line. And my maternal, my mother's mother's line is the line that is like most controlling and protective of me. Like I am absolutely their daughter and they are so protective and loving of me that it's like disrespectful to who I am as a soul and to my lineage to be Mm. like pushing and working and trying to do. It's like the balance, get your work in, enjoy and rest. And I needed to see that. I kept strategizing and being like, no, like this is what I'm building as part of the destiny. Like I'm supposed to. I don't care all the quotes, all the different work smarter, like all the different strategies. It wasn't getting into me until I saw that. Wow. And I'm literally out of lineage alignment by working and living in that way. Mm-hmm. Like it, it made a big difference. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways of this modality of ancestral healing, of connecting directly with your lineage, is once you see it and you know the truth and what your people lost and what they want to reclaim back, like that is undeniable. There is a mm-hmm. pride in that. There is a love in that. There's a reclamation. There's a belonging that you, I want to bring that on. I'm like, okay, the women will stop being the smart women mm. and actually open up to the possibilities of life as they did before. Yeah, what do you mean when you say smart women? Oh, this one's good. Okay, buckle in, ladies. <laughs> buckle in. <laughs> and I actually might cry on this one. Mm. Mm. The women in my lineage had to become really smart and really savvy to survive. And... We can talk about enslavement. We can talk about colonization. We can talk about men not being able to be there to protect. We can talk about all these different things that happen. But at the end of the day, the impact was Mm -hmm. be smart, have an education, be two steps forward, be street savvy, Mm -hmm. know how to stretch a dollar around the block. That can go into the way you interacted or way they interacted with people, but also in their economics and how they handle money. It was always about being smart. Like Mm -hmm. question people, Mm -hmm. watch your back, be high alert, hyper vigilant. And that created control. And when you're that controlling, God can't come in, your ancestral help can't come in, 
your logic is driving you insane. Mm -hmm. You're exhausted because you believe only you can do it because you're being so smart and so controlling to survive and it's cutting you off. And I experienced that so much. I was like, I'm the woman in my family who's like, I'm not doing that shit. I'm I'm not going to work hard in this way, right? And like a blue collar job. I'm going to go for the white collar job. I worked in advertising. I'm going to do this. I got to call it like all these wonderful things. And at the end of the day, I was only living from the neck up, yeah. not even the yes. neck because I wasn't even creative. It was really yes. from like yes. this up, yes. you know what I mean? And like a little back here. Mm-hmm. I'm doing motions around my head for y'all who are like <laughs> listening. <laughs> I was detached from my body. There's yes. less pleasure coming in. Everyone talks about faith. Like I was raised in a faith home, a Christian home, even though we were definitely black spiritualists in our, our religion, our full practice. But there is no space for the universe to conspire to help you if you're only being the smart woman, if you're that attached to your survival mechanisms. Mm-hmm. So that was a big one for me. I was like, ooh. Mm. It brought in like, I have to trust. I have to be open. It brought me back to vulnerability. It brought me back to you have to let go in order to leave space for someone to come in, whether that's intimately mm-hmm. and a partner, but also a team, mm-hmm. you know? For the record, I work with women of all color. Yes. And my programs are always like 50-50, white women, mm-hmm. black women, women of color, people of Latin background, mixed background, whatever. Like all of us come together. And we do have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we think that it's different, it's actually the same thing. Mm-hmm. Use the education, right? Be smart. Mm-hmm. Go after what you want so that you can be safe. You can survive. You can have, no matter what, you'll be protected. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, the, yeah, there's nuances mm-hmm. to this. But at the end of the day, it was our mothers and our fathers and our grandma, whoever, mm-hmm. being like, you can't trust the world. Just in mm-hmm. case, you better. It's advantageous of you too mm-hmm. because you don't know what will happen. And that's there's a truth to that. But I do think historically and through different ancestral traumas that's happened down the line, that can be grossly overextended or yeah. overexpressed, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So that you have no access to the openness, to yes. the being supported yep. to the being loved on, being unconditionally seen and mm-hmm. given to, right? And that's there's a nuance to that from a racial and cultural perspective yep. and in language. But yep. at the end of the day, the coping mechanism is still the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. belief is still the same. Yeah. And like I actually had a client the other day who talked about this where her grandmother came through. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, we're not working with all the ancestors. And I actually don't really care about the first five, 10 generations. Like we skip over them and go beyond so that those ancestors can be elevated to the level that you are working on and that those who, from the beginning, back, back, back had, right? And her grandmother slid through the cracks and was like, don't trust that if you know. She was talking about her husband at the time, right? She was working through some things around men and trust um, and being provided and having provision and protection. And the grandmother was like, well, you know, what happens every time? we Like, she really came in quickly. Wow. And we were like, whoa, First wow. off, how'd you get through there? Wow. <laughs> Second, like, that's not what we're here for because mm. you're going to re-inject us with what we're healing. We're wow. healing the balance of the masculine and the feminine of men and women trusting each other in our different roles and non-binary people and whatever. Yes. Like, we're not talking about, yeah. you know, right? But like, that's not what we're here for, Grandma. Like, thank you for telling us and reminding wow. us, but we are healing this. And then she was like, oh, okay. Wow. All right, I'll just go back and sit in my spot. And then we went back to her remembering what it was like or being shown what it was like to have provision and to be showing mm. up in her full womanhood. Wow. Yeah. And do you do you pick apart like when it was lost? Is that helpful? Oh yeah. So helpful. To the healing. It's helpful in the sense that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's an understanding and awakening that happens. Mm-hmm. Like we just want to become aware and to see. So I do guide people to be like, how many generations back are we working with? 
Because that's, right. that's also an indication of how much energy it's going to take to move some things sometimes. Right. If they're saying it's 30 generations, I'm like, all right, girl, buckle mm-hmm. in. Like, you know, let's be watered up. Take mm-hmm. your time. We're going to space these sessions out. And then other times, you know, it can be a lot of generations. And they're like, no, we've all been waiting. We're all tired of this shit. Like, yeah. we're ready to let it go, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is helpful. It's beautiful to see. Like, you can literally look over the entire lineage and see the partitions or the fragmentations, Mm. and then you know what you're working with, essentially. Mm. Have you redefined, like, for yourself, smart? Oh, yeah. Or Mm. intelligence? Yeah. I really appreciate you asking that. Mm. To me, and this also connects back to vulnerability, to me, it's not even smart as in trying to get over or protect. Mm -hmm. It's about coming back to the original essence of my femininity, Like Mm -hmm. that is from God originally, like my love, my heart, my desire, my emotions, Mm -hmm. being responsible for myself instead of like spewing all my shit everywhere, being Mm -hmm. like, let me go handle my things, you know, right? Mm -hmm. That, that is smart woman to me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking that because I'm very proud of that work. Like truly, it softened my heart. Mm -hmm. My heart has grown. Like, you know, people say connect to your heart and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm connected. Like I feel Mm -hmm. my heart being like every mm-hmm, time it's yes. bigger it's so hot it's like an energy battery mm-hmm. i'm like like y'all mm-hmm. wait that's not important for a minute like it's, it's so full of so much light mm-hmm. and like light and radiance that i appreciate and i see it being reflected in the work mm-hmm. but i do think in this particular modality you do go through the tough stuff or see the tough things in order to step into this level of embodiment yes that for me, it was right. And I think the people who are drawn to me understand that too. I'm not saying it's the only way, but there's something about the transmutation and the reclamation that allows that level of energetic mm-hmm. being to just be mm, so potent and mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I think the reclamation, I think this is where I was kind of going before, but it's like of the words of, or redefining the words that sometimes are seen as feminine that we've sort of kind of labeled as not good because we're in such a patriarchal society where we're like soft, not good. Yeah. Sensitive, not good. Emotional, not good. And kind of re-looking at all of these words we use to define the masculine and the feminine energies and kind of like having a moment with that. It's like, okay, what do I think about when I think about soft or sensitive or emotional? It's like, ooh, I definitely have a negative connotation or I definitely think too much, too whatever. But when I think of strong, I think of the masculine and sort of having that exploratory conversation within ourselves to understand if we're looking to be more feminine or more embodied in the feminine energy. Like how can we see those words as like powerful and beautiful or those words as on equal playing field as the masculine words, you know? I like that a lot because it, to me, this invites in the conversation of how paradoxical healing is. Yeah. (laughs) right? I actually feel stronger, the softer, softer I am. The more feminine I am, the more powerful I am actually. And it's interesting because, I mean, this is for you ladies, I just love y'all because you bring <laughs> out you. all the stuff. I like, love you. Oh, I just, it's like, <laughs> I love a little hair. Like, oh, <laughs> y'all are so good. Like, <laughs> She's getting hot. Right? I'm like, you. I need my jacket. No, I don't. I didn't need it at all. Like, let me take off another layer. But like, I was, I was playing in my femininity and like doing some prescriptions that my ancestors and I were working on. I've only had three white boyfriends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wouldn't even claim those full boyfriends. We were like dating and like fucking around, right? <laughs> and so I was 
like, I desire to date a, a spectrum of men. Like, mm-hmm. why do I believe, and this is this is some, some real healing happening, right? In lineage, why do I believe that only men of color, only black men will be attracted to me? Like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that, right? Because yes. I have all kinds of friends from all over the world. Why wouldn't I date all kinds of people yeah. from all over the world, right? And so I was like trying some things on, right? Instantaneous. I mean, I had white men opening doors and like speaking to me and like crossing the street to talk to my dog. And I'm like, what the? It was like, wow. It was like so quick, so quick. Wow. And after we did that, I was like, oh my goodness, I feel so expansive. There are no limitations to the kind of woman that I am Mm -hmm. and what I want to experience and what I want to help birth into the world and be an example of. And it was the fastest example. Like I was so afraid of men in general, but especially white men. I was like, they will never like me or they'll judge me or whatever it might be. And that has shifted completely. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I can't believe I'm talking about this. I'm so glad you shared that. I'm so glad you shared that. That's real. I was like, I, and this kind of goes into, to your point language of everyone's talking about decolonial this and mm-hmm. all the things. And I'm like, I don't know. To me, the energetics behind it. And this, again, there's this, mm, there's a spectrum. There's a there's a bell curve, right? When we first introduce something in awareness and then having to drive home the deeper yeah. thing. And then we come around like, what's the truth here that we all want to be connected and with love? Mm-hmm. And I'm in that spot in my journey. I think that's going to happen as it relates to race relation and healing as well. I think we're done with this, but we're afraid of letting it go. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do. Yeah. And I've always known the work of ancestral healing with me and doing whole lineage healing was going to get there. I just didn't know when. And I think we still have a little bit more time, but mm-hmm. we heard it here first, folks, mm-hmm. on almost yeah. 30. <laughs> when, you say, when you say that, and I'm assuming maybe you've said this before out loud, but is there any fear or any feeling around saying that mm-hmm. yeah. as like your truth as a black woman? Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Deep fuck extra capital yeah. underline. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of rhetoric and points of views around this. And the things that come to mind is like, oh, sell out and oh, because you're this or because you've made it here or you earn this or all of those storylines. And the truth is, I've always felt this way. Mm-hmm. Always. I've always, even as a little girl at different schools, I went to an all black school, grew up in Detroit, lived in Chicago. And then I would be in the suburbs and like a predominantly white school. And I'd be like, why aren't we all together? Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we get, we keep saying freedom and love and unit. We keep saying these things and these books of these great healers and, and liberatory people have told us, but we still haven't stepped into the embodiment of it mm-hmm. and at mass scale. Mm. Yeah, I think we're going to come into a new wave of what does it look like to truly stand together and like let these things go mm-hmm. like in every every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. Mm. What would you I say then? The, yeah, um, yeah. But is it scary? I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. yeah. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would you say then to maybe the white woman listening who would love that as well, but is nervous or isn't sure the right steps to take in that conversation or that relationship or that experience of feeling like there is oneness and unity, but also feeling a little bit tepid or shy yeah, because they're not sure they're going to do the right thing. Oh, I know y'all. Y'all Hi. are my clients. Hey, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all are like, my yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they know, like they know. Yes. So this is, and I want to give a shout out to every white woman who's ever trusted me to come into my containers. All the women who've ever trusted me, but especially because 
the things that we talk about and the the bravery in all places is like, that can be no one, no human, I don't care what your race is, wants to go into a container and not know if they're going to be safe or if they're going to be beat down on or called out or like, it was getting a little nasty out there. I don't know about y'all. Like as a black woman, I was like, ooh, y'all, like, are we still coming out of love? And love Mm -hmm. has many expressions, but like, where are we? How are we showing up in this conversation in a way that's edifying and helpful to everyone with the desired outcome, right? So y'all white women, I would say do exactly that. Like first off, whenever someone asks me how, I say, who are you? Mm-hmm. Who are you and why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Because you have to lean on who you are in the tough moments, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen people be like, oh shit, we're going there. White women in the groups like, oh shit, we're going there. And I'm like, just breathe. You're it. You're in. We're in here. And I'm not saying what someone of color or what a black woman says is 100% true. Yeah. And neither what you're saying is 100% true. But somewhere in here, we're going to get to some love mm-hmm. if we all have the capacity to remember who we are and why we're here and what we want. So find your programs or people that you trust to come into community with. Work on who you are. Remember who you are and why you're doing this work. So it's it's mm-hmm. for us individually, but it's also for us as a collective. Mm-hmm. And we can't do it alone. It's the reason why I've never, and this has rubbed my Black sisters wrong, like it's rubbed them in a wrong, in a, in a not good way, where they would be like, I only want to do stuff for Black women. And I would be like, all right, cool. That's, that's your calling. I'm not saying that's not needed because God mm-hmm. knows it is needed mm-hmm. in certain, you know? And that's, I've never felt that way for me. I've never felt that I only want to have separate groups because there is something that happens in the witnessing of someone else who is quote unquote different than you or who looks different than you that allows us to connect the dots. We Mm -hmm. need togetherness and some separation, but I feel like there needs to be more separation and capacity to have those conversations together. Yes. Yeah. That's why... I feel as though, and this is someone who really hasn't dug into her lineage. And especially as a white woman, I feel as though there is that major disconnection from our ancestors and lineage. I think there's a little bit of, hmm, it's like, it's not shame. It's, I want to say, there's there's not the celebration of the lineage in my experience within my family. And when you said, know who you are, it's such an important piece that I'm kind of realizing now is so important for those conversations. And I think that's been the missing piece for me because I'm like, who am I? And I could give you some adjectives and some things that I believe in, in really truly. But then there's that piece of like, who am I related to where my family is from and what their beliefs and traditions and the list goes on are. Do you find that there's a difference between, and not to kind of separate, but it's like the way white women experience their ancestry Mm -hmm. and women of color? Yeah, definitely. So the two things is I see women of color and black women being like, let's jump in. I want to reclaim. I want to remember. How do we get here? Let's get this shit done, <laughs> yes. you know? And I'm like, whoa, let's slow down. You need to feel, we need to take the step-by-step yeah. and remember that there's blessings and goodness that you are pulling in, not just the ones. With the white women, I see exactly what you ex- what you just explained or shared. It was like, I'm a little fearful. I don't want to use the word shame, but sometimes people do straight up say shame. Like, what is there possibly in my lineage to claim based yeah. on what 
society and history currently is. I yes. feel like, and that's put words in your mouth, but generally what I've heard and witness is like, the women haven't done things. They didn't show up. They didn't, you know, they didn't have the power that y'all have. And the men have created this whole patriarchal shit. So what the fuck am I going yeah. back in here yeah, for? Exactly. You know? yes. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. But let's remember that this is only one piece of history. There yes. is so much more beyond that. Yeah that has been forgotten. So I say as much as black people and people of color are always talking about colonialism and colonization, all these things, I'm like, yo, this has harmed everyone. <laughs> like mm-hmm. white women, white people, y'all have a beautiful history. Like y'all spirits start to come through and I'm like, oh yeah, like mm-hmm. there is some magic up in there mm-hmm. if you want to tap in and reclaim it. So I would just say that I get it. I know that you might be afraid or a little apprehensive, but when you get in, it's the best gift to give yourself. Mm -hmm. And that energy, that knowing of where you're from, the way your people would speak, like how they move, what they believed before all this occurred, before the Christian crusades came in and made them and took their lands and made them lose their original indigeneity. And like all of that stuff is in there. Like I've seen white women literally reclaim songs, like humming and hearing a tune and then their ancestors Mm. telling them what that was sung for, Mm. you know, and how they can apply it in their, their life right now. Wow. And then there's, I'll add one more piece here. There's like this marriage that I like to see, not just across the bloodlines, because you have like four main bloodlines and you can work, I usually work one at a time with people on them, but there is the marriage of my ancestral agreements and what we're reclaiming from my blood ancestry on these lands and also your soul spirit being. Mm. And when you have those two things online and you can fact check that with your human design, with your Akashic records, with any divinations and tarot, like when you put those things together, you know exactly who the fuck you are. Wow. And your authority and your recognition, you just move differently. And then the game now is all of the embodiment practices and who you want to hire to support you to keep you on and honoring that track of embodying the rem- mm-hmm. the, the remembering. Yeah. I think too, it's interesting that, you know, just kind of, I'm thinking about this now, like how when white women are coming to the situation, we're feeling shame and guilt and all those things. But it's like, then are we assuming that we've been white in every lifetime? Right. That's what I'm like, <laughs> what's that assumption too? That's like, is that is that an example of how separate we truly feel where we then assume that we have never had a lifetime where we've been anything but white? Yes. I think like so. it's kind of an interesting thing, to, even whether it's black or whether it's Puerto Rican or whether it's Haitian, whatever, you know, it's like, what is that? So you're saying assumption? on like at the soul level. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even if we're, if we're going that far out there, and we're going that far out there to believe, and I believe this obviously, that we have had many lifetimes and many incarnations. We learn those things. There's this information that's passed down through our DNA. And then we're going to be like, we were always white. Right. Like that's, and like, that's so it. wild mm-hmm. to yeah. think about. Always and white and don't want to like go into or yes. apprehensive of going into remembering yes. what was before whiteness yes. or what was yes. even in the whiteness. Like yes. I, don't, I actually was joking around being like, I don't even want to use the words white and black anymore. Like mm-hmm. let's just annihilate that alone. Because we keep saying we don't want to do this, but we're still using the language yes. to your point, Kristen. Yes. But yeah, I mean, that's probably one of the number one, like regular, regular, basic, mm-hmm. like the first question someone yes. asked me is like, well, what about my past life? And I'm like, yeah, that's valid. Reach mm-hmm. on that shit too. Mm-hmm. And I'll still come back to but you're presenting the way that you're presenting. I'm presenting the way that I'm presenting mm-hmm. in this life. So get the information from past lives, get the information from ancestors, right? Before us. And then again, let's come back into what does it mean for the way that I look and who I am and what I said I was going to do in this lifetime. Yeah. That's really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, well, that's interesting. Cause it's like the way you're presenting in this lifetime and the opportunity you have to heal your ancestry 
would lead you down the path of probably healing the parts of your the lifetimes where you were in this type of white, black mm-hmm. body experience, man, woman, whatever. So maybe it's like that sort of thing. But I, I would even imagine that the ancestors, if you're going so far back where you're beyond the sort of blackness and whiteness of the history that we remember so vividly, they're probably like, there's so much more. Yeah. And they show you that. Yes. They're like, what? Yes. <laughs> the fuck? Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And even down to things like, you know, those of us who were raised in a one family home or had abandonment around fathers or mothers or whatever mm-hmm. it might be, they'll be like, the hell? Let me show you what we did. Like, that is not how we're you're supposed to be. You, you're supposed to have protection or you're supposed to have this. Like, yes. let us help you clean this up because that's not how the fathers were initiated and raised to treat their daughters or to treat their sons or their offspring, right? So yeah, when you get back up in there, the ancestors are like, yo, where did we go wrong? Oh, I can see where we went wrong. But no one called on us. No one said, because mm. we were all severed from these practices. So before we would summon them or call upon them or look to the wisdoms of the of the lineage to help, and we haven't, none of us have done that in so long. Mm-hmm. So part of the connection in the very beginning is just calling them and having them show up, Right then cultivating a relationship with them and then getting into, here's what I feel like needs to be healed so I can be in the in the life and the calling that I'm here to be in. And also, what do you see that has happened in the lineage that we need to address that I don't even understand, right? Because people yeah. will come and think the generational pattern is around money or men or whatever, scarcity mindset or whatever it might be. And meanwhile, it's about something completely different. Those are just the symptoms. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I tell you one more thing? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was blue in a past life. Actually, I'm a blue person. Oh, no, Avian? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I can see it. You look like it when I... Yeah. I look like, <laughs> I look like, like you wink at me. my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. That's the whole thing. Very We're going to be like, I was a blue person. I was a star seed. I was yes. these things. And then be like, and I was white in right. every life. <laughs> like, that's so silly that we even think that <laughs> we're so um, much more we're so much more i yeah, was um true. interested in talking about like inherited blessings as well because i think when we talk about inherited trauma that's sort of like what people attach to and what people really get stuck on i think and even when we were talking before it's powerful that people are now understanding healing in a really deep way but then it also feels like sometimes people get stuck in the band of their trauma and their experience so i think it's important that we bring in around blessings too. I deeply agree. And I'll tell you, this is like the no. <laughs> so if you ever work with me, I'll let you know what people say about me. They'll be like, ash is all water and all fire. Okay. Mm. And it's true. In my charts, I have very little earth mm. and very little air, even though I'm That's all an amazing. <laughs> <laughs> She's all air. That makes sense. <laughs> I totally get it. <laughs> it's true. But I bring that up to say, I call you in with this like, again, vulnerability and this love mm. and this healing and let's do this. And like, you know, the connective pieces of the heart that's all water. But then there comes a point where the fire comes out and this is what brings out the fire. Full disclaimer. The thing that I see women do all the time is we'll get into the healing. Mm. Stuff is happening. They're starting to embody it. They're feeling so good. And they'll be like, but we've always done this in my, it's because I was raised this way in my family. And you like, Mm. and then because when I was a kid, they'll go right back into it and grab it through language right? Mm-hmm. They'll go right back into wow. the energetics and the wound and just re-embed and re-imprint right back. Wow. And I'm like, we're not starting over, but let me just point this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Stop grabbing at the wounds that you're healing. Stop identifying with the family patterns that you are letting go of, that you're moving away from, that you are restoring love and possibilities beyond. It's, it's the one thing. I'm like, whoop, 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 stop, stop. 
what do we really want here? Mm-hmm. Stay on that. Stay on mm-hmm. that. So how would you support them in staying on what they really want? Because I guess from that makes complete and total sense to me. And then there is that part of really seeing what it is for what it is, whether it's the trauma or mm-hmm. the inherited story, belief, et cetera. Like, how do you kind of balance yeah. that? And I'm not talking about bypassing. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So there comes a point, like you've done many, all kinds of other work. Typically, I work with people who've already done work elsewhere. And once you get into the ancestral healing work, and now you know exactly what the medicine is, what your embodiment Mm. practices are, you're constantly checking in with your people, you're staying in your practices yourself, whatever those might be, right? I'm bringing you back to the desires of what you said you wanted and what your soul said it's here to do and what your ancestors said you are and that you've agreed to. We, We just keep coming back to that and being like, where's the incongruency? Because if you go back and say, well, I always did this as a kid, but you're not a kid anymore. And we've brought your inner child with you. We brought your inner teenagers and Mm -hmm. all the other pieces because there's more than just the inner child, as y'all know, right? Mm -hmm. We brought them all on board, which is part of the process. So if you want to continue remembering and pulling back on that wound or on that trauma, then you're participating in your own stuckness, in your own cycle, in your own pattern. Mm -hmm. I am juggling quite a bit lately. (laughs) I have a new baby, um, six months in and, uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And, um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervin has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus, and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. It's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood-brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste amazing unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time 
right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code almost 30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code almost 30 for 20% off site-wide. But to your point, your original question, Krista, is like, the inherited blessings are gorgeous. They're all kinds of things. I didn't realize. I'm like, yeah, I've always loved poetry. And people always said I had this charm about me when I talk and, mm-hmm. I, you know, I walk into a room and everyone looks and I'm like, that's right. Yes. <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. But I come from a lineage of people who did that, mm. who were writers, who were diplomats, who were like, how do we work together? How do we solve conflict? How do we use our language and our love? And when they showed that to me, and you can also see this in your astrology, if you look at your north and south nodes, it just affirms exactly who you are. And do you want to shed the shit that has happened and you have believed in, you've aligned with, and that's been passed on to you to step back into that truth? Mm -hmm. So the blessings can be talents. It could be attributes. It could be characteristics. It could be everyone in our family is actually very charming. There is a distortion of that, of we joke around when there's things that are very serious. Mm -hmm. And then there's the empowerment piece, the true essence of it. That's like, no, we really do bring people in and allow healing to happen with jolly and joy, Mm -hmm. for example, right? Yeah, I think it'd be nice for the audience to even have a moment with the blessings piece, you know, because I think we're so much on the trauma. I have an issue with money or I have an issue with men or I have an issue in relationships. I have issues with my female friendships, whatever it is. But it's like, how can you really sit with the blessings of your family and really what you've been gifted through your lineage and through your ancestors? So if they were to do that, do you think it would be in meditation or just sort of looking at their life and looking at things that come naturally and easily? What could they do today? Both. Yeah. Both. Because, I mean, we could arguably say, and again, this is the paradox of it all, one level is looking at your family and no matter if you perceive something as positive or negative, having gratitude for it. Mm-hmm. and really taking what you can take out of it. Like, I'm so glad this thing happened because this is what I gained for it, from it, you know? Like, you can be at that at that quote-unquote level that works. That's that's medicine. That's real. And then, yeah, you get into the lineage and you're like, show me exactly what our gifts are. Mm-hmm. Show me what our magical things are. Let me activate that in my DNA and in my body. Show me how to use it. That is also another level that I think is really beautiful. So mm-hmm. both and, like mm-hmm. put everything on the table to me is what mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. For the blessings. Yeah. Do you have, for those that are just getting into ancestral work, do you have like a daily prayer or ritual to call on your ancestors that they could do today? Mm. Or is it as simple as just... <laughs> well, you know... I- we got so deep in this delicious conversation that we never did that. And you know, I always love I know. to start those with it. So <laughs> I know. Why, don't, why don't we do one now? Okay, I would love to do it together. Because, yeah. <sighs> so wherever you are, I'm going to take some deep breaths and just get in your body. <sighs> Take a moment to feel the weight of your hips mm-hmm. and any other parts of your body that you want to tune into just to bring you into presence. And I always like to start off with just the words of gratitude. I'm so grateful for this day, for this body, for this life, 
for this opportunity to be alive and breathing this air, walking on this earth, feeling the waters over my body and from my eyes, the heat of the fire in my heart and my chest. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, great ancestors who paved the way. Thank you to my highest self. And thank you to us being ourselves, even be in this collaboration in this moment in time. Those of us physically here in the room and all of you who are spiritually, energetically in the room with us by listening to this episode. For the remainder of our time, we just honor, call in, and extend the words of appreciation to the greatest ancestors who walk with us, to the angels, to the elemental spirits, to the helpers, and to life force universal energy itself. All these different pieces that contribute to our existence, we bring you into the space. We thank you for your support. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your co-creational energy that we're all contributing today. May the rest of this interview be incredibly, incredibly serving to this audience. May it be a blessing and an awakening to everyone on your path, whatever that may be. Let it be washed, held very high in purity and integrity. May you feel our hearts. May it be an incredible blessing, an abundant blessing in your life as you walk your path. May you do so with courage and compassion and feel the support of your great ancestors with you, no matter who you are and where you come from or where you're at in your path. Let them clear the way for you to remember and to be proud and to lead with love for your future and for every one of us on this planet. And so it is. Thank you. Thank you. Got crowded. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, too wide, too yeah. many. Yes, I'm so used to it. I'm so used to it. Crowded room. Hold on, this thought is like yeah. so much pressure. I just was thinking too. I'm like, our interviews are so hilarious. We just fucking whoa. Yeah, we, we are like go fully in there. with whatever's present. Look at our eyes, though. Like, I know. Oh, like, isn't that weird? <laughs> it's kind of creepy. You think so? No, not no. creepy. No, not creepy. It's just like when that happens, it's just whoa because it's the difference between. You're like, whoa. It's palpable. Yes. It really is. Yeah. The density, when you call in and you invoke and you set that intention, I mean, they're ready. They really yes. are ready. So you have to be, it's so long. One, because I'm just long-winded and expressionist like mm. that. But every word matters mm-hmm. in yeah. the invocation. And so it can be lengthy for that reason. I'm not calling in just anyone, right? But yeah, the density of the air shifts, right? You mm-hmm. feel a difference. Yes. We're not here just alone. And I think it's so funny because this this is your second time experiencing me invoke. Mm-hmm. And both times you're like, whew, like that's a lot. Like <laughs> it is. I'm like, whoa, it's I can feel it's like heavy on my back. I'm like, heavy? <laughs> heavy yes. or like presence? It's just a lot. I feel like a lot of I feel like there's rows of mm. of beings here. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's like there's rows yeah. of people here. I think I'm just to used support. to it. Yes, you're to, used yeah. to it. But do you feel that in a supportive way or do you feel and then like I crowded feel pressure. in a, and then like, I feel like I got to like perform for them. I'm like, wait, are you claustrophobic? Like, yes. wait, wait, everyone, can you please take like, Yes, I'm like, everyone, I need a little, little steps back. But then they're here and I'm like, okay, now what do I do with them? Uh, <laughs> it's like when you have guests at your house. You're like, I have guests over. What do I do with the guests? <laughs> I'm so glad that you say that though, because 
part of the practice is learning how to have boundaries with spirit and yes. energy, you know? Yeah. And not just, you know, normally we talk about that from like a spiritual hygienic way, but that kind of goes back to like the wounds and the trauma piece. But there's actually healthy boundaries, just like healthy boundaries yes. with humans, right? So we can dismiss everyone and just thank them for allowing us to feel the energy of their presence and the intention here. And that's it. And everyone can take a couple steps back, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's interesting because like my counsel, I'm like very down with and coming, but it's like, and I kind of know their energy, but the ancestor energy just feels so much. Yeah, it's kind of like sorting through it. It's like, okay, what's going on here? Well, that mm. makes sense yeah. too. Actually, I think about you a lot. Yeah. Actually, when I think about folks who are like, man, what the fuck I need to, I don't know if you're saying this, but in my mind, part of me is like, <laughs> the fuck I need to rock with ancestors for when I got this whole allegiance of I like said. star yeah. scene. Yeah. I know, right? I know, That's babe. Right. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you crusty old things. I'm like, I get over your you. council. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, we're going to the moon, baby. But that's what I mean with like kind of the shame around. Yeah. Because yeah. we're kind of like, are they as cool as yours? Yeah. yeah. No, but they are. Which but is, that, that I is know. not 100%. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are having fun. Right. And I was thinking about, it's interesting when I was thinking about dancing, I was like thinking about my lineage. If I was looking at a lineage of like English people or white people, whatever, I'm like, our dancing sucks. But we only have, but it's only like the history books back to the 1700s. And I think you're talking about like, yes, yes. Way, 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 way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, there's like a reptilian in someone's lineage here. And it's not a bad one, but it's like very interesting. I was like, oh, wow. What are you? But I think that that's the difference. Like every entity, every spirit, whether you're working with Archangel Michael, Jesus himself, or Mary Magdalene, or your ancestors, or a specific ancestor, like everyone has a different vibration. Yes. And so if you're used to only working with light beings and light and like that kind of energetics, and then you're like, what the hell? I need to work with this matter. But it all matters. Like if we're in spirit and we're dealing with the light, we need to bring it into the matter. And our ancestry is our matter. Mm -hmm. Like this is literally the overlap of who am I as a soul, spirit, light being and the embodiment of what I inherited on this planet. How Mm -hmm. do we reconcile that and and clean some things up for my best interest, Mm -hmm. for the life that I'm called and I desire to lead and also as an imprint of what will be here after I decide to leave and go to another place and another land and another time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Yeah, I think it's also, that's a, a great point about the boundaries too. It's like remembering that you have sovereignty. So it's Absolutely. like in that moment, like, hey, I need a few steps. Totally. I need some space. I love that you're here, but I need a little space. And so it's like, remember, people remembering that too with anything when we're talking about spirituality with, you know, beings or whatever. It's like you have the sovereignty and you have the choice and the ability mm-hmm. to be in com- in communication. I'm so glad you, you brought that up because to be honest with you, it's one of the most challenging things to teach people when they first start doing the work because one, they're like, I don't think I can do this and who the fuck are my ancestors? I've been cussing a lot in this episode. Oh, y'all are like, it. here you go. She's free <laughs> Got my tits out too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, they're like, I don't know if I can do this. Who am I to do this? I don't even know who the hell my ancestors are. They're probably gonna like all of that stuff. And then when you connect, you're like, oh my God, this is so great. I want everybody mm-hmm. around and you just give your power away. And I'm like, no, no, no. You, this is right relationship. You have mm-hmm. power and a perspective. They are disembodied now. So you have an <laughs> advantage advantage over them, mm-hmm. right? This is a collaborative healing situation that is very beneficial to both. So yeah, there is a sovereignty. This is not, I'll do what my ancestors say, or yeah. I am doing yes. their bidding as the invite. Like it's not. that they're that's not, not an ancestor. Or like, or like pedestaling someone. Yes. No, they are ancestors. They're just not elevated. Wow. They're unhealed. They're crossed yeah, in between. Wow. So they want to live 
through you. If yes. they didn't fulfill their life or they have a certain thing or again, coping mechanisms and survival, they're going to try to sometimes put that on you because you're working with the wrong ancestor. So wow. yeah, that is, they can still be ancestors. Absolutely. And wow. are there are certain yeah. ancestors that even though they might not have healed it in that lifetime, I know, how do I want to phrase this question? It's like, how can you discern? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can sense the difference, but is that all it is? Is sensing the difference? Absolutely. Or just mm-hmm. getting to know them on a level where you're just one is you're gathering data on, oh, your that perspective, mm-hmm. which feels a little like you're projecting onto me, gives me information about where I come from. And that kind of helps me to just dis- to discern. Yeah. That is one way of doing it. I I'm not gonna lie, I like to skip over all that shit. I'm like, yeah. listen, what are we here to do? What's the intention? Yeah. Hold your boundaries. We're going straight to an elevated ancestor. So I'm not even okay. interested in weaving Great. through all of the people and doing all of that. That's not yeah. that's not really what it's a lot of energy, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of cleaning. <laughs> I love that. You're just like sitting there, you're like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, not. <laughs> so um, yeah, we don't really do that, but you can tell immediately okay. when you've connected with an elevated ancestor. And there are yeah. prompts and things that I give to people to kind of guide them to do that. But what I love about the journey is you're attuning yourself to your own lineage and your own spiritual powers, which is activating your spiritual gifts. So when you're not working with me or any other healer who does this, you're not reliant on a person, which this is the reason why I love this modality is, you know, we love our helpers. Don't get me wrong. I love my my healers, my coaches, like all the things, my elders, my spiritualists, my advisors, like shout out to y'all. Love you, appreciate it. And we still deserve as our birthright to have a direct connection with our ancestors and our spirit guides ourselves. And so part of this is teaching you to be able to discern through the process. So when we're done, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know what it feels like when it's right and when it's not. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so much self-trust in that too. Even this is kind of bringing it back a little bit and I want to bring it back forward, but even in the conversation we're talking about like, white women with black women in the space. And when black women are kind of going to the topic of race, it's like, if you trust yourself and you've done that shadow work, it's so much easier to be in that conversation than if you're like, I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself. What am I going to do? What am I going to say? And it's the same with the ancestors. Like when you trust yourself, and I really had to learn that myself from the spiritual realm perspective, even from my relationships with the black women in my life, it's like, it's everyone trusts you more your energetics are there, like you're grounded. Mm-hmm. It's so much, such a different experience to yes. be with people like that. I deeply agree. I think that this particular modality requires you to have done work for your, on yourself yeah. already and to have a sense of confidence and trust and to know some things about yourself and about spirituality in general. And some therapy helps, you know? Yes. <laughs> because when you get into these spaces and you see different things or you understand what's being healed out of the lineage and re- really for you to embody like the beautifulness of whatever is coming through, you can trust it. You can embody it. And like the conversations to your point in the groups, like you're like, oh, this isn't about me. This is about like, you won't take it personal. Yes. And vice versa. Like the thing is when you trust yourself, we can all come into community and have these conversations. All three of us trust Mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have built a relationship to trust each other casually, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we can come and do this little shindig that we're doing so very Mm -hmm. well, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you don't trust yourself, you'll be like, I want to I want to tiptoe and I yeah. I'm, I don't want to offend, but when yes. you're doing that, you're then editing yourself yes. and you're cutting off the opportunity for yourself and for others. So, and the truth is when you trust yourself to your point, you show up a certain way and even if you say something quote unquote wrong or offensive, we can feel your heart. 
Yes. Everyone can feel heart. Like everyone. I have a colleague who does ancestral healing as well. And she is deaf. So she does sign language, American Sign wow. Language. And I don't know American Sign Language wow. class. I love you. Like, right? But once she closed out in group settings, she closed out an invocation and a prayer with sign language. And I kid you not, there was not a dry eye in that room. And none of mm-hmm. us speak sign language. Mm-hmm. And the oh. motion, and like I knew exactly what she was saying because her heart was there, mm. you know? So I use that as an example. That's like, we don't need to be saying stuff perfectly. It's not for that. It's to show up real mm-hmm. and wanting our mm. best selves to be in this world, mm-hmm. right? And the imprint, the legacies that we'll leave accordingly thereafter because yes. we were all brave mm-hmm. and we answered our calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I feel that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been recently in my prayers, I've been like, because I try, like when I pray, I'm trying to be so perfect with my words, you know, because you got to be careful when you pray. You're like, I might get it. And so I'm like, just been like, oh God, just hear my heart. Mm-hmm. Just hear my heart. Yeah. You know, just hear and feel my heart and best prayer ever. Like yeah. allow that to be all that we need, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I pray for my heart all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I should probably use my mouth and let the vibration of my words also go through the airways. Yeah. But I'm like, no, that heart. My I heart know. and my channel, my psychic channel, like, God, yeah. you're, you're right there. Yeah, yes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I feel like there was a time in my work where I didn't talk about God as much, mm-hmm. where it was all about the yeah. ancestors. But the truth is, the work that I do has always been all, right? It's just that I see a missing area mm-hmm. of this healing and development work is no one wants to look at their ancestry. Mm-hmm. Everyone's afraid of it, but mm-hmm. it's so healing. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, God at the top, always. Mm-hmm. The angels, the elemental spirits, which is earth, air, fire, water, ether. Yes, and the ancestors mm-hmm. and all the others, the angels, all of it. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just feeling into like how, how much the heart was used to communicate like eons and eons ago mm-hmm. the where there was yeah where there's just this coherence happening with very little form of verbal communication or even written or however anyone communicated in that tangible way and just how like so many things we really we didn't lose it we just forgot mm-hmm. the power of it yeah all in our heads yeah right? i know from a, in Law of One, it talks about fourth density is all heart. It's like the density of the heart. And then fifth density is actually a balance of the heart and the mind. So mm-hmm. it's like interesting because I've always thought that too. I'm like, oh, the goal is to always be in the heart, but it's actually to have a balance of both the heart and the mind. Mm-hmm. And in sixth density, that's when like there's the perfect unison of, of both where you're able to support back you know, people in that ascension process. I know that we are swinging the pendulum, mm-hmm. you know? I call it the pendulum effect. We have been, we were all in the heart at some point, and then we've moved all the way to mm-hmm. the mind as a society. We're going to swing all the way to the heart, and now we're going to come to a middle, right? Mm-hmm. And we see that with, you know, quote unquote, patriarchal led, which I have some thoughts about that. Yeah. <laughs> society, mm-hmm. <That's> for dinner. <laughs> right? <laughs> society, society, and then moving into this quote unquote feminine movement. And eventually we're going to get into a middle, into a balance. Yes. And Going back to the different ancestral healing modalities, you know, there are people who are not saying that they're doing ancestral healing, but you know that you're doing ancestral work. If that is what you're experiencing, just call in your elevated ancestors while you do it. If you know that you're doing some ancestral, like this is, you can feel when it's ancestral. I've been in in pussy groups and women this groups (laughs) and money groups and all these different groups and, and, you know, offerings. And they'll be like, this is ancestral. 
the moment when you realize something is deeper and bigger than you, just in your own, from your heart, call in your elevated ancestors so they can do the work Mm. in the spirit realm as you do what you're doing physically. You don't have to do it the way that I'm doing it. But I just say that we all, I do truly believe in my heart, we all need this. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about this 3D, 4D, and 5D, at the end of the day, when you come to 5D, this is about balance and Mm -hmm. restoring balance in this Mm -hmm. planet and in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we can do that many different ways, but we need it so desperately. Mm -hmm. Excited to do it together. I know. Yeah. Just as a last question, just a guide for people, how they can connect with you or you know, work with you? Because I feel like your work has evolved. Oh, yeah. Since we spoke. totally has. And what does that look like today? And we did cover it all. Y'all are amazing. <laughs> My <Switch>. goodness. <laughs> Experts. I love <laughs> that you checked your notes. <laughs> right? You're like, two hours later. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and you like add the parts we talked about. You're like, race and also. white women. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I love it. Like only here. I like know. only here. I know. Thank you. In like a piece of so shit. Good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And love seriously, you. shout out to all of the listeners. Like we need mm-hmm. these conversations. I don't care what color you are, y'all. Like love is love. We're doing this. And yes. we get to do work through those details and like those conversations and the experiences so we can come back and actually evolve it further. So yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to that. So yeah, the work is evolving. It's still ancestral healing. It is, but the expression of it is a little bit different. It is heart-centered. It is healing women and our divine femininity, Mm -hmm. like truly in all these different aspects and bringing your ancestors along in the journey, right? It is about the blessings and the embodiment and the beauty that you want to be living in your life as a result. Mm -hmm. I think before I spoke a lot to your point around, you know, the wounds and what needs to be cleared and the heaviness. And that was needed. Like, I'm not going to lie, that work is needed. And I still, I get the most joy when we work through that and then I see you beaming and you know more of who you are and you're able to walk in that um, in your day-to-day without any doubts or at least way less than you had before we got to cross paths. So mm-hmm. you can, I'm back on Instagram, yeah, right? <laughs> so you can check me out at Ash Inspires there. So if you're feeling the vibes here, then yes. you definitely want, I love how I put my like news anchor voice back on. So yes. ladies, if you'd like to journey with me in this, <laughs> I'm in, I'm not in it now, but by the time you hear this, I'll be in my book writing tour. Yay. And so if you want to come along on that journey yes. of understanding how to break generational patterns and working with your ancestors and honestly, a reflection of my own life from eight years old all the way to now 35 is going into this book as well as anecdotes from my clients and some of the huge things that they have healed from and what their lives have turned into as you know after so that's all going into the book you can join me there if you want i can't wait i'm so proud of you did i tell you the name of the book no paths to freedom wow i love that wow wow Yeah. How to, I know, right? It already is. <laughs> How to identify and heal every generational pattern that's holding you back from freedom, love, and belonging. Wow. Ooh, powerful. Tagline number one. Mm-hmm. Love it. So good. Thank you. Okay, guys. Proud we'll see you, you soon. Thank love you. you. Bye. Lots of love. Bye. Thank you so much, Ash. It was such a pleasure to be with you. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. You can learn more about Ash and her work at ashleyjohns.com. And thank you to our sponsors for this episode. As always, just bringing you brands that we're obsessed with and we love. And you can find all discounts in the show notes and on almost30.com. We love y'all. We love y'all. We'll see you on TikTok, Almost 30 Podcast. We'll see you on Instagram, Almost 30 Podcast. 
almost30.com. And you can find me on Instagram at it's Krista. And I'm at Lindsay Simsek. See you soon. See you soon. <laughs>